Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Diamond Digest podcast. I am your host today, Brian Schlosser, along with Nate Gilman. We have a very special guest with us today, Dr. Meredith Wills. Meredith, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for inviting me. So, uh, Nate Nate here uh, has been in contact with you. He, we know that you have been doing a lot of research regarding um, the home run spike in baseball lately. Uh, could you tell us a little bit about just like a general uh, overview of your research? Okay, let's see. Um, well, my focus at this point, I've really only looked into the 2017 home run search, uh, partly because uh, I realized there is a home run search going on right now, but getting a hold of 2019 Major League Baseballs, particularly mm-hmm. game used ones or batting practice used ones, is not that easy. So, Anyone who wants to donate them, that's great. I have some that should be showing up any day. But um, my original research uh, sort of was contemporaneous with a bunch of other research that was going on because, of course, the home run surge was going on in 2017. And there were any number of possible explanations that people were looking at. My interest was specifically in the baseball itself. Uh, and at the time, I had thought it might be related to the interior of the ball because there actually is historical precedent for changing the construction of the ball and that then changing how the ball comes off the bat or moves through the air, that sort of thing. So okay. I figured, great, you know, I already had a lot of experience with taking apart baseballs. And so mm-hmm, I sure. just got more baseballs to take apart and look at. And, um, I looked at everything. Uh, So we're talking about the covers, uh, the laces, the various layers. There's three layers of of wool yarn within the the baseballs. There is a core or pill that uh, has its own construction. I I did not go into that. Rob Arthur wrote a great piece last year that they actually did CT scans. That's where you should look for that. But... um, And I looked at all of these different aspects of those things. I came up with about 16, I think it was, independent variables. And for the most part, I found uh, looking at samples from before 2015 and after 2015, because that was pretty much the cutoff. Uh, It Mm -hmm. was well documented that the, the change in home runs seemed to have occurred somewhere in 2015, but coming up with a you know, exact date. You just knew the beginning and the end were different. So that was the year to lead out. And what I found was that for 15 of those variables, there really was no material difference. And then I, the one that I almost missed, (laughs) I mean, literally it was not on the original list of things to do. And I, I was, yeah, really close to overlooking it was, uh, when trying to get a, uh, numbers or lengths on the laces themselves, the red laces, I realized that the samples look different and so decided to look at the thickness of the laces and that turned out to be the material difference. You know, that was quantifiable. It was something that was clearly, uh, the term you'd use is statistically significant, mm-hmm. uh, but it was, I mean, a meaningful difference. There wasn't uh, any overlap, basically. And so that uh, I got that result 
very close to, I think it was probably just a day or two before the MLB Home Run Committee uh, released their findings where they had looked at, again, lots of different possible aspects of what could be causing the home run surge. Mm-hmm. And uh, the only difference they found was something about the ball, particularly that the drag on the ball or, you know, basically how easily it was traveling through the air was different. However, okay. they also said, we have no idea why. And meanwhile, the one difference that I had found, you know, was the ball and happened to be, you know, on the surface of the ball even. And so it was kind of, oh, wow, look, I found a difference in the ball. You know, nobody mm-hmm. had, had, I think some of it probably came down to people who were looking at the ball. Um, not many people did. At least they didn't open them up. And generally, when people open up baseballs, they cut away the laces to pull the covers off. Sure. So uh, most people didn't actually unlace the balls and hence got rid of the only meaningful data. But, interesting. Um, and and do, do you mind if I ask? I mean, one oh, of the things I thought was really interesting, you know, and in, in, so you wrote two articles discussing your findings in The Athletic, which I think is they're very cool articles and would encourage everyone that's listening to this to check those out. But Alan Nathan stated in, I believe it was the first one that, you know, he never took apart the ball, you know, quote, the way you did. Uh, did you take that to mean that, you know, this committee didn't take the part apart the ball, you know, whatsoever? Or do you think that just stating like how, what you just did, that they simply cut away the laces, therefore lost one of the, you know, primarily significant uh, differentiators, you know, they, they ruined it from the get go unknowingly. Um, my understanding is that some baseballs were taken apart, um, although I don't remember the exact context, but yes, there, we did have a discussion where they were talking about trying to get thicknesses on these tiny little half inch pieces of laces, uh, to see if they could somehow correspond, uh, I don't envy them that task. Uh, since then, uh, my understanding is, and this is just conversation and emails that I've had with people, is that they are looking at the aerodynamics specifically without taking the baseballs apart, that that's basically not part of how they're doing their studies okay. anymore. Mm-hmm. So earlier on, yes. Now, anything going forward, they're no longer doing that. So um, oh, go ahead. So when it, when it comes to thicker laces of a ball, does that impact the way that they're stitched together? Or how would that impact, uh, you mentioned, uh, reduced drag of a ball in flight, which would cause it to carry further. Like, how do uh, thicker stitches uh, contribute to the reduced drag? So That's a good question because it's completely counterintuitive. Um, most people, when they hear thicker laces, they think higher seams which is not actually the case. Um, I mean, seam height varies a lot ball to mm-hmm. ball. Yeah. Uh, in fact, baseballs vary a lot. So it's sure. very hard to find like measurable differences because the balls themselves tend to vary so much. You can see trends, very hard to find measurable differences. Mm-hmm. Uh, what seam height tends to relate to is actually how much leather is getting kind of squeezed under the laces uh, that can relate to the size of the cover. If the, you're pulling the cover tight and there's sort of extra leather, I've seen balls where the holes actually stretch and therefore the leather gets squished under. But the point is the seam height is related to extra leather getting squished 
under the laces. Um, the lace thickness contributes a tiny bit to the seam height, but not noticeably. I mean, we're talking a small fraction of a millimeter. You know? okay. So, um, and even percentage-wise, it's not huge. Uh, what I found, and this you was found the second, it was what nine percent? Is that accurate? It's a nine percent thickness difference um, between the, the the laces, but you you also have to realize that, and and this is stuff I'm doing now that the, um, all those laces. And again, if you have to take apart a ball systematically, the laces sit in grooves, you know, which, or the, the leather becomes grooved because you pull the laces tight. So the laces sink into the leather. And so what sticks out over the top, it's, it is higher for the thicker laces, but you know, that sort of decreases the effect even more, if that makes sense. Um, as far as aerodynamics. Now, what I did find was, um, and, and this actually relates to the composition of the laces, is because they're made of cotton, uh, wet cotton stretches. And when it air dries, it does not snap back. I mean, if you, if you have anything that, that stretches out and um, you, it's, yeah, basically you're not gonna get anything for a stretched out t-shirt or until, you know, I'm not doing a very good job of this. <laughs> <laughs> the analogy that I'll use a lot of times is if you spill coffee on your t-shirt and you um, scrub out the, uh, the stain in the bathroom, okay. then it's... you end up with a divot in your shirt yep. okay. and it stays for the whole rest of the day and until you wash it again. So yeah. uh, what effectively... I think happens, I mean, or what I know happens with the construction is that uh, the laces do end up getting wet because they have to make the covers wet in order to get them to fit the ball. I mean, you're talking about flat leather. It's got to get curved. Hence, mm -hmm. you make it wet so it'll stretch around the ball. Sure. Uh, so the laces get wet and then they're air dried. And the laces are very tight to begin with. And on top of that, there's pressure put on them to try to make the seam heights even lower. Well, if you have thinner laces, they're going to stretch more and then air dry. So um, the way that I looked at it was I thought, okay, if you're getting this stretching, uh, we already know because of the seams that the ball is not completely spherical. And so in a way, by having the stretching there, the seam becomes almost like a weak point along the ball. And so okay. if it's going to deform from being completely round, it's going to do it you know, on or near the seams. Mm -hmm. And so for the second uh, study, what I did was I basically looked at diameters of the ball, you know, kind of in sort of the three yeah. obvious dimensions. And then I also looked near the seams. You know, you can't on the seams, doesn't make any sense, but kind of right next to them. On, um, and there's a couple places on the ball where you can do that. And you have, on both sides, you're kind of near a seam. And what I found was for the two populations of baseballs, for everything that I had from before 2015, every single baseball I had had a wider diameter near the seams than anywhere else. Quite literally, uh -huh. the balls were bulging near the seams. Uh -huh. And in the case of the post-2015 balls, a third of them showed no difference. Um, the other two thirds showed some bulging, but not nearly to the extent that I saw for the pre-2015. And so the conclusion that I've drawn from that is essentially the 
the materials that they're using and the fact that the laces are thicker, it's forcing the ball to stay round or rounder because those laces aren't stretching out as much. Hence, you don't get that level of bulging or deformation away from being round. Uh, so in theory, and I don't know how much th thicker the laces could get, but in theory, even thicker laces might keep the ball even rounder. Um, Interesting. We'd see, yeah. So is that, so like, is that like a thing where like if the, if the ball stays rounder when there's that reduced drag, is this like the overall smaller diameter of the ball contributing to like less air resistance as, a, as it travels or it's it's not a smallness thing it's basically that something that is closer to round um the term you'd use is spherical symmetry mm -hmm. is just going to have less drag um, okay. i mean it's okay. it's the difference you know think think of of you know find a a I don't know, a, a wooden block versus, you know, a ball or something and you throw it and you're, you're not going to get the block to travel quite as, okay. as quickly through the air uh, just because the aerodynamics just aren't as good. Uh, I think sure. Neil deGrasse Tyson actually specifically referred to race cars and said, you know, there's a race, there's a reason race cars aren't like, you know, uh, cubes or uh, rectangles sure. or whatever. It's, and it's because they okay. travel faster <laughs> if they're not. <laughs> So, okay. You know, and one thing that you know kept popping up in my mind, you know, as I read your articles and over the past, you know, few weeks, as I've just been reading your different tweets, is, I mean, is all this enough? I mean, you know, we're talking about minuscule percentages, or maybe not minuscule, but but small percentage changes, correct? So, is it possible, or is it likely that just the individual players' attitude towards hitting is, you know, just as much causing? these increased home run increases or, you know, in your opinion, does this really all boil down to a change in the ball? Well, I guess it's hard to say that it all boils down to a change in the ball um, because there absolutely are players who, you know, over the course of years, they're, you know, they've gotten better at working out, their nutrition's gotten better. So they're, they're getting stronger, you know, just practice makes perfect. Some of them, uh, have been working on things like improving their launch angle. So certainly yep. for individual players, uh, if their home runs are going up, it's not necessarily the baseball or not just the baseball. Uh, where it becomes important, I think, is that across the board, everybody is hitting more home runs on average. People mm -hmm. who didn't used to hit a lot of home runs are now hitting home runs regularly. Sure. And that's actually where you want to look for a league-wide difference that is not player-dependent. Okay. Sure. Okay. You know, sense. it's not like everybody changed their bats all of a sudden yep. or something yeah. like that. So how do you do something that's league-wide? The one thing that's league-wide that's, you know, it's all coming from the same source mm -hmm. is the ball. Yeah. Interesting. So. Mm -hmm. And then I saw, you know, to move away from home runs, I mean, one of the other interesting effects you seem to uncover based on the changing uh, lace thickness was blister rates or, you know, the increasing number of blisters, uh, you know, from pitchers. Well, I mean, Ben Lindbergh actually gets credit for really okay. coming up with the, the first numbers. Although uh, I have been trying to look into that uh, lately. So far this season, mostly when you're hearing about blisters, it seems to be high profile players. Mm -hmm. uh, players that are getting pulled, you know, that's what's showing up in the media. Uh, I'm trying to figure out, I guess, the extent to which the blister problem has it genuinely gone down? Is it just that it's being dealt with differently 
by MLB? I mean, are they are they just not putting guys out who might be blister prone, or mm-hmm. are they pulling them sooner so that the blister never happens? Okay. Uh, there's a bunch of a bunch of ways to look at that, but um, there's definitely something to this idea that the thicker laces, I think, are certainly there's a correlation between the thicker laces and the fact that the pitcher blisters went up. Uh, I've actually had some ongoing research and it looks like the, um, in fact, the thickness of the laces may be having an even larger effect on how the pitchers are, you know, being impacted than maybe we thought that particularly the amount that the laces are sticking up above the leather, for instance, that percentage is much larger than you think compared to the pre-2015 laces, uh, that sort of thing. So that's something that will hopefully come out in the next month or two after we've looked into the 2019 home run spike. Okay. But that's people are more excited about that than hearing sure. about, you know, uh, so how much higher are the laces above the leather now? <laughs> yeah. so. Sure. So uh, in terms of, we've already gone into pretty good detail regarding uh, how it af- how the laces affect the ball after it's been hit. Um, have you done any research regarding the laces affecting the way the ball travels out of a pitcher's hand? I have not. And actually, it's something that um, I quite literally was discussing with a friend this morning. Um, and I need to look into both in general, starting from 2015, you know, pre versus post 2015. Things like, for instance, uh, is have there been noticeable improvements in break across the board. Um, one question that would also be very interesting to look at is even just this season, uh, have there, has there been, I keep seeing videos of people with these incredibly, you know, filthy pitches. Mm-hmm. Yep. And in some cases they, it's, it's being documented that certain pitchers, uh, particularly veteran pitchers are improving because they're able to get their spin rates up. But in the same way that you have this across the board increase in home runs, um, and I don't know the extent to which the data are available, or uh, I guess it's something I'd have to look into to see how to study it, but are people having more success with breaking balls than they used to across the board? And that would probably be worth looking into. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, I guess I don't know. It's a possibility, um, but it's uh, it's definitely a question worth asking. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Um, and then that you, I I don't expect you to know this, but do you think this was like a? Do you think this was like a like a purposeful change by Major League Baseball? Like I know Rob Manfred has been doing a lot in terms of like pace of play, or he's just like trying to like advertise the game more. Like, do you think this might have just been like a slight? like purposeful tweak just to try to make, make games more exciting or something or. Well, for the, the, the 2017 spike and, you know, any, anything sort of, let's say up till last season, up to the end of 2018, mm-hmm. I would say it was completely accidental. Okay. Um, interesting. Largely because of, you know, what we were just talking about people. If you just said to them, by the way, we're putting in thicker laces, uh, they're, they would think, wait a minute, that would reduce home runs because they would think it meant higher seams. 
So, sure. of course, the last thing you'd want would be, quotes thicker laces. Yep. Um, and my understanding also is that, you know, Rawlings, and I mean, MLB now owns Rawlings, so it's kind of the same thing. Um, but that they, they absolutely do change suppliers. And so mm-hmm. the idea of them having a different lace supplier come in and that that's what they're using. Um, 9% actually, first of all, it is a large percent difference. You know, uh, it doesn't sound like a huge percent, but, you know, that's, that's those are betting odds. You know, sure. <laughs> that's, that's reasonable. Um, but the laces themselves are very thin. So you're talking about going from like seven tenths of a millimeter to eight tenths of a millimeter kind of thing around, you know, roughly. Mm -hmm. So it's not, um, you know, just visually, it doesn't look like a lot. I mean, there's no way the people making the baseballs didn't know. Uh, You know, you can, once you know to feel for it, if you take a pre-2015 ball and a post-2015 ball, pretty much anybody just by feel can tell the difference. Okay. You know, they'd be able to identify it. So the people who were making them definitely would have known, which leads me to believe that, you know, since nobody said anything for however long, you know, there's there's a lot of people working in that factory in Costa Rica. So I suspect that the laces have changed thickness on and off forever, pretty much. Um, And it just for some reason this time it was just enough to make a difference. yeah, and were you able to put a you know a, a, a associated distance or you know a, a, a how much of a increase in distance the ball could possibly travel because of the change in the laces? Well, I couldn't associate it strictly with the change in the laces, but in fact, the home run committee did. That was basically what they did: was the change that they found in drag. I think added. I'm not going to have the number right, um, but, you know, something like five to 10 feet uh, for a given fly ball. And that will absolutely increase home runs sure. to the rate that of we've course. seen it. That's a, so yeah. um, whether or not it's just the laces, I don't know. But um, okay. but certainly that's got to be contributing to some extent. Interesting. Yeah. And so what do you plan to be doing then? Over the course of 2019, you know, as you collect these balls, what are you going to be investigating? You know, when can we, what can we expect to see from you on Twitter and, you know, uh, in other places as we move throughout the season? Well, I mean, I guess the obvious thing is to just do the same kind of work that I did uh, last year. And uh, except now it'll be kind of as stuff is going on and see, am I seeing any kind of Sure. changes you know comparable uh, i probably am not gonna spend as much time looking at things like you know the amount of yarn or whatever that that uh i don't think that would be the way to go uh, okay. but definitely things like the laces um i think one thing i am going to look into is uh it does seem like the i don't know if it's the tanning process maybe the the, almost the stiffness of the leather, the pliability of the leather. Uh, when I, on some of the more recent stuff I've done, uh, it struck me that the more recent balls almost seem to stay stiffer once you take the cover off. And so I found a way to measure that. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to look again at, you know, pre-2015 versus 
uh, in fact, it's now three populations. It's three twenty pre twenty fifteen. Post-2015, so 2016, 17, and 18, and now 2019. So it's looking at those separately. And, um, you know, maybe it was just something that, that struck me with a few balls, but maybe it's consistent. The point is I don't have the data yet. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it's going to be interesting because if it turns out that the laces have changed again, I, I don't know, you know, I don't know if, I guess I'm not ready to draw conclusions on what that means. <laughs> sure. Um, but it may also be something, you know, say like the, the smoothness of the leather or whether or not, because if the leather stays rounder, for example, it's going to bulge less. That could be the reason that you're not seeing as much bulging at the seams instead okay. of just the laces or it could be a contributor might be a better way to put it. Okay. Um, but yeah, I'm going to stick primarily with baseball construction. And if I can, it's very hard to date baseballs is the problem. Uh, so the extent to which I can look at balls that I know are from a given month, I mean, even a given year is hard. So to find sure. like a given mm-hmm. month and associate it with say, okay, this is how many home runs are being hit, or this is how many blisters. Um, you know, I'd like to yeah. learn more about what's going on with blisters, but that's that's never an easy question. Yeah. So. Sure. Well, I think after the last twenty or so minutes, you have proven that you are significantly smarter than both me and Nate. Um, <laughs> right <out> there. <laughs> but uh, that was uh, that was really interesting to listen to, and I think I can speak for both of us when I say that we are really excited to see what you come up with for the 2019 season. But I think that is going to be the end of our podcast today. Meredith, thank you so much for joining us and explaining all of your research to us. That was really, really great to hear. All right. Thank Thank you you for having me.